Hi guys. <laughs> uh, today, uh, my message was inspired uh, because of my love for one thing, and this one thing is sleep. <laughs> I love to sleep. And honestly, if I could, I'd probably sleep like ten to twelve-hour days uh, if time would allow. And it's just one of my favorite ways to pass time is to sleep. And <laughs> for me, like one of the best feelings is to uh, wake up from a really, really good night's rest and wake up and stretch and start my day. And whenever I have a really good night's rest, I'm like, "Oh Lord, Hallelujah! I'm ready to take on your day." Uh, to get to know you better and to do your will, and I I love sleep. And uh, recently, really recently, uh, there was a period of like eight or nine days where I just had consistently terrible, terrible, terrible sleep. You know what I'm talking about? Like you go to bed and you're tossing and turning for hours and hours. You wake up at like 5 a.m., 7 a.m., 9 a.m., and it's just It was terrible. <laughs> It was really horrible because I love sleep, and um, the first few days were manageable, and uh, by the third day, I was I was I was crazy. I was like, you know, when you get a lack of sleep, and you're like, ah, and you're like, you're all over the place, and that and that was me, and that was me, and all I could do was think about sleep, all I could do, and so uh, after a couple of days went by, I even started to get really, really, really disciplined. Uh, with my schedule, and I'd come home early. Uh, I'd have my QT, and then I'd be in a bed by like a decent hour, uh, just so that I could get a good night's rest. And finally, after a couple of days, uh, instead of concentrating on sleep so much, I realized, okay, I probably need to pray. And so it was one of these nights where I was kind of tossing and turning. And so I get out of bed and I get on the floor and I just start praying and crying out to God. I'm like, Lord, help me sleep, Lord. And I'm on the floor and I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, every good gift comes from you, and and sleep is a good gift, God. And Lord, I pray for good sleep tonight. And I'm on the floor and I'm praying, and all of a sudden I think of I remember Joel Osteen. And I love I love Joel Osteen, <laughs> and he talks about you gotta speak faith-filled words, speak faith-filled words. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> this is the missing piece. I haven't been speaking faith-filled words. I've just been thinking about, man, I just really want some sleep. And so I'm on the floor and I'm praying and I'm like, Lord, I prophesy right now. I will get a good night's rest today and for the rest of this week. And Lord, my best sleep is yet to come, Lord. And I'm speaking these faith-filled words, and I'm like, man, all right, all right, I'm good, I'm good. And so, I get back into bed, and still, like days go by, where I just do not get a good amount of rest. And so, finally, after about a week, I realize this is this isn't healthy. You know, it's not healthy that my entire schedule and my entire mind is wrapped around the fact that I'm lacking sleep and something that I love so much. And so, I couldn't depend on anymore a good night's rest. And I really, I really just needed to find rest in the Lord. And so, this is what I will be speaking on today. <laughs> uh, my sermon title is very simply "Rest in the Lord." 
Uh, so if you could turn your Bibles uh, to Psalm 62.5 is uh, the verse that I'll be speaking on today. Wow, there's a lot of people. <laughs> okay, I know we all have the ESV, uh, but I really like the NIV, so I'm going to read it from here. And the NIV says, Find rest, oh my soul. I love that. Oh my soul in God alone. My hope comes from him. My hope comes from him. And so the first way uh, that we can rest in the Lord is by going on a retreat. Okay? We need to go on a retreat daily. Now, I don't know about you, but I love church retreats. It's like my favorite time of the year. And when I think about a retreat, I'm like, man, it's going to be so awesome. It's so like refreshing and relaxing going on a church retreat. You know, we all gather at church and we get on the bus and we don't have to worry about all this transportation. Uh, and we leave our hectic lives in Seoul and we all, we head to the retreat center together. And if you notice, the retreat centers are always in these like very peaceful, like tranquil place with mountains over here and lakes. And it's, it's wonderful. It's great. And so when I go on a church retreat, I always tell all my friends and my family, you know, at least the ones I'm close to that, hey guys, guess what? I'm going on a retreat this weekend. And it's usually out of a lot of excitement, but it's also, uh, I'm kind of giving them a hint. You know what? I'm not going to be picking up your phone that much. Uh, if you call, so, you know, kind of like a, a warning, like not to call and not to expect too much contact from me, you know? Like, I feel like it's a time where we can just have a fellowship with brothers and sisters and, and worship and listen to great sermons. And it's almost like a, like a mini vacation, you know, going on a retreat. And even if it's only like one hour away from Seoul, it feels like a totally different place, you know, when you go on a retreat. And it's in those few days, it's just like peace and paradise, you know? When we get to know the Lord better in a place uh, that isn't filled with cell phones, uh, like the internet and television and all this noise and soul, you know, we kind of just, we step back and it's just you and the Lord, you know? It's you and it's your people, your brothers and sisters. It's the beautiful nature. But in the end, it's a, it's a peaceful, peaceful time with the Lord, and it's great, you know. But it's so funny because, you know, when we go on a retreat, we, never, we don't really sleep much. You notice that? Like we stay up and we talk and we pray, and we don't get a lot of sleep. But when we come back to Seoul and we come back to normal life, uh, it's kind of like we're on this cloud. You know what I'm talking about? And, like, we're on this, like, Jesus high, and we're like, I love Jesus, and Jesus loves you. And you're on this, like, Jesus high, and it's so good coming back from retreat. And, you know, it doesn't matter what happens when you come back, and it, it could be, like, really, really, really hectic. But still, that sweet fellowship that you got with the Lord, it carries you, and it brings this peace, and you bring this peace back with you, no matter how hectic the circumstance so even though the entire world and soul is like busy and beeping and honking and all this noise, we can still have rest, you know? We have like so much rest in the Lord. Now, I think these retreats, they're really awesome. 
and they're really good for the church. But something we have to realize, brothers and sisters, is that we can find this every day. We can find this every day. And we can find our total rest in the Lord by just taking a retreat. You know, take a retreat daily. Just you and the Lord, quiet, peaceful, quality time with him, and you can find rest. Uh, the same verse in the NASB says, My soul, wait in silence for God only, for my hope is in him. And this rest that we desperately need in our busy, busy, hectic lives and our busy schedules, it can only be found in the Lord. It can only be found in Jesus. And sometimes we just have to be silent and still before him so that we can find this rest in him. We, we, have, we have to take times from our day, every day, and just spend it with the Lord. And um, sometimes, you know, when I'm really busy and I'm kind of just like walking around and doing my thing, I feel like it's really convenient that, you know, God is everywhere. You know what I mean? And like he can hear our thoughts without us speaking out loud. You know, we can be standing in the line. We can be in the subway. And we can talk with God and converse with him. And sometimes, you know, I think, oh, that's okay. You know, God knows I'm speaking to him. We're, we're, I'm talking with him throughout the day. It's okay. But there's just something so special about being with God in a quiet place. You know, just you and him. And, and it's so good. And it's, it's so good. You know, we can find this rest by just going on this kind of retreat every day and uh, finding our rest in him. And so as I was preparing the sermon this week, uh, I started to think about moments in my life where I can tell that I'm not rested, that I'm not rested in the Lord. And I thought of some things, and maybe you guys can relate. Uh, one sign that I'm not well rested is my room. My room. It looks like a huge volcano of clothes just like burst all over my room and it's like a huge mess. You know, it's just like clothes everywhere, my books, my pencils, like all around. It's a mess. You know, it's like a, it's almost like an outward manifestation of all the craziness that's going on in my mind. You know, it's one sign. It's just, is the cluttered, cluttered appearance of my room. And the second sign is, um, <laughs> sometimes I'll be out with my friends and uh, I'm not at home and my phone dies my battery runs out and at first I feel a little uneasy because I'm like oh man what if what if someone tries to call me you know what if there's an emergency but then I get this like unusual sense of peace and I'm like oh <laughs> no one can contact me right me right now I am completely cut off from the world, you know? I can do whatever I want, like, go wherever I want and be completely disconnected. And it's not like I purposely turned it off. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, my, my battery died. And so, man, when that, when that happens and I feel that peace, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not well rested in the Lord. Uh, these are just, like, two signs that I thought of when I thought, of not resting in the Lord. I hope you guys can relate to that and think of, you know, those signs that you see around you that show you that you're not resting in the Lord. And so, uh, Brother Larry, a couple months ago, gave me this book. And it's called Ordering Your Private World. 
uh, by Gordon McDonald. He gave it to me a couple months ago. Uh, it was just kind of like resting on my bookshelf. And uh, recently when I just had that trouble sleeping and I was just like, ah, I just spotted this book. And I was like, oh, I- I'm going to read this book. And so I started and the, the preface of the book, it's, it's actually really funny. It's called uh, The Day I Hit the Wall. It's called The Day I Hit the Wall. And just by reading the title to the preface, I was like so convicted. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I don't want to hit the wall anymore. I don't want to hit the wall. And so I just started rigorously, rigorously reading this book uh, in order to try to find, find rest and, and order in my life. And I couldn't put it down. And he, had, he just has so much wisdom and knowledge in this book. And so I just wanted to share a couple things that I read in here. I think it will definitely, definitely bless you guys. And uh, one thing that's interesting is uh, the author talks about we have to budget our time like we budget our money. And so this guy, he plans for things eight weeks in advance. Everything he does eight weeks in advance is the minimum amount of time that he gives to plan, plan things. And so uh, looking into the book, he, he breaks down his uh, time, his really important things, into two categories. And one thing is called non-negotiables, and the other is second-tier priorities. Okay, so you have your non-negotiables and your second-tier priorities. And so... Uh, this Gordon McDonald, he's been a pastor for over 40 years. And I thought, okay, you know what? This guy's non-negotiables. They have to be like, you know, things having to do with the ministry, whether it be uh, prepping for sermons or counseling people. But this, this wasn't in his non-negotiables. Uh, these, uh, these kind of things were in his second-tier priority, uh, things for ministry, uh, but they weren't in his non-negotiables, things that he will never ne- uh, negotiate with. And so these are the things that he put in these non-negotiable category. Okay, I'll, I'll read them to you. Uh, first is spiritual disciplines. Second, mental disciplines. Third, which I really like, Sabbath rest. And fourth is commitment to family and special relationships. And these are things that the author, he does not negotiate. Uh, once he plans them in, uh, it just sticks and so just imagine his calendar right now. It's February, uh, end of February. So he has his February, his March, his April, his May calendar out. And he just starts writing in his non-negotiables first. Okay, so imagine he starts with his first thing, and it's his spiritual disciplines. And he puts that in first. Uh, whether that be praying or reading the Bible, worship and singing, he plans it in. He's very, very, very purposeful, you know. And this guy, he's a morning person, and he doesn't like to be interrupted. So he meets with the Lord uh, at 6 a.m. every day. And I was thinking, man, that's so early. I'm not a morning person. That can definitely not happen. But, you know, you follow your waves. You can kind of see what you're good at and what you're not. And, you know, but you schedule that time at first with the Lord. And so I'm kind of reading this book, and I'm saying, okay, if he has to get up at 6 a.m., what does that mean? What practical things does that mean? So I'm thinking, okay, he probably needs to be in bed by 11. He probably needs to get home maybe around 9 p.m., 8 p.m. And it probably means that he wakes up at 5.30 to shower and get ready, and then he meets the Lord at 6 a.m. with his non-negotiable time. And 
I know all of us in theory, you know, in our minds we know, okay, we have to spend time with the Lord because uh, he's the only way that we can find peace in this, like, busy, hectic world. But at the same time, we lack the discipline to execute that idea into our lives. And so, brothers and sisters, we have to be purposeful with the Lord. We have to plan in our times with him. When you think about you and your friends, you guys, you know, call each other. You plan way in advance. You plan that in your, you know, you write it out in your scheduler. I mean, God's the same. But he's so much more important than those relationships, you know. I mean, they're important too, but you know what I mean, right? So whatever it takes in, in making ourselves disciplined, uh, putting to death our flesh, we have to retreat daily and meet with him. You know, it's for our own sanity and our own peace and it's for our own rest so practically speaking i thought of some ways that maybe could help you guys (laughs) to plan uh, your time with the lord and so i thought okay it seems practical to have like a be at home time you know Uh, be at home at a certain time so uh, you can meet with the lord and definitely a get off facebook time in order that you can wake up earlier and have your good, uninterrupted time with the Lord. And man, I think it's so, it'll be well worth it. You know, in the book, it talks about, you, it takes three weeks to break a habit and three weeks to learn a new one. And so I really want to dedicate these next six weeks, and I hope you guys will too, into planning and being really purposeful with God and just taking a daily retreat with him. Uh, the second way that we can find rest in the Lord uh, is by pouring out your heart to him. And in Psalm 62, uh, it's actually written at a time when David, he's running away from his son Absalom. And his own son is coming to kill him. And he's running away. And this Psalm, David writes about finding rest in the Lord. And so if you go down to verse 8, uh, Psalm 62, 8, I'm reading from the NIV. Uh, David writes, Trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. If you think about refuge, it's a place of shelter. Uh, It's a place of shelter from danger or trouble. It's a safe place. And David's saying here, Pour out your heart to him because God is safe. He's saying, Pour out your heart to him because by doing this, you'll find rest in him. So I kind of started to think about, okay, what does pouring out your heart, what does that look like? And imagine if someone, a friend tells you, okay, this, uh, my friend, another friend, was pouring out their heart to me. What what does this look like? So, I, you know, it might start off with like a, man, I was having a bad day. I just didn't get good sleep. My hot water wasn't working. And I get on the subway and all these people are pushing me around. And it might start off like that. But you wouldn't describe that as pouring out your heart. And so from there, your friend might start going into deeper things, you know, things about family or friends. And your friend is going and talking and it just opens the floodgates of emotions and all these things. And at first, it might have been like, oh, about a bad day. But later, you see, man, this guy is just pouring out his heart to me. You know, he's pouring out about all the deep things in his heart that he's feeling. And that's the picture I see 
when I read David saying, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. And, you know, I think this pouring out, just to go back to my first point, I think it's really difficult. It's really difficult if you're not taking the time to do it. You know, if uh, we're so busy doing things and doing ministry and meeting people and working and just going and going and going and going at full speed, it's really, really difficult to pour out your heart to him. And we've got to take the times ooh, in our busy, hectic lives and just be still before God you know, and be honest with ourselves about how we're feeling and not just keep chugging forward and forward and just start talking with God, you know? I mean, it can start with the little things, but we've got to take that quiet time and just pour out our hearts to him. And, you know, I know it's not a secret, you know, that God made us and he knows our innermost thoughts and he probably knows what we're thinking before we think it, but, you know, he's God, but I feel like, at least for me, sometimes I forget. I forget that, that God knows that. And I forget, you know, I forget that he's with me at all times, you know. And sometimes I feel like people and myself, we just get so caught up in the busyness around us. And sometimes it's like, oh, I can't, I can't even think about this right now. Like, I have so much to do, Lord. I have, like, all these things I need to get done. And instead of, like, sitting and pouring out your heart, you kind of just, whoop, whoop, whoop. You push it back, you know? You push it back, and you're just like, oh, oh whatever, worries, anxieties. You're like, oh, just push, push it back. I'll, I'll just deal with it later. And you just, you keep trying to chug forward. Uh you know, God is, he's not the same, you know, praise the Lord. He's not the same as the people around us, you know. You don't have to, you don't have to front with God. You know, sometimes you might feel like, you know, everyone, everyone around you is struggling. And for some reason, you feel like you have to be strong and, you know, calm and cool and collected and everything's together. But brothers and sisters, it's in those times that we have to remember. We have to remember that that God knows how we feel, you know? And he sees the other things that, that others don't see, and he sees what's going on in your heart and your mind and what's going out in there. Pour out your heart to him, you know? I mean, God knows how you feel, but he also knows that unless you pour it out, you're going to hold on to it. You're going to hold on to all these things. You're going to hold on to all that anxiety and those worries and all these thoughts. And you're going to hold on to it. And there's no way that you can find rest by holding on to all these things. So just take the time. Just pour it out. You know, all your anxieties, your fears, you know, whatever is keeping you up at night, you know, what's been worrying you, just be honest. And just take that time and realize what's going on and kind of just, you know, externalize your emotions and the things of your heart and pour it out to God. If you take a, a look back at verse 8, uh, David is saying again, trust in him uh, at all times. O people, pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge. And it's interesting here uh, because in the rest of the psalm, David is kind of, I feel like he's talking to himself. If you look at verses 1 and 2, he says, uh, my soul finds rest in God alone. 
My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. And I feel like these are verses that David is speaking to himself and reminding him of God and the fact that he's our fortress and the fact that he's, he won't be shaken by looking to God. But in verse 8, it's different. And David is saying, oh, people. <laughs> he's giving a testimony here. He's testifying to, to what God has given to him. And a testimony just of how God good is. And he's saying, people, pour out your heart to him because God is safe. He's safe. He's saying, God is my refuge. He's saying, God is my shelter. And he's proclaiming and he's telling the people, pour out your hearts to him because David knows that God uh, wants to hear what you have to say. He knows that God wants to comfort his children and he wants to comfort his people in the times of just chaos. You know, David knows this. And when I think about this, and I think about Jesus, and I think about Jesus dying on that cross, and I think about sometimes we just get caught up, you know, in the cross and how it's just our way to heaven. You know, it's just our way to heaven to be with him. But he, he didn't just die on that cross to take your sin and your condemnation. He took everything he died and he rose again so that we can have life and have it to the full. He, God, God wants everything that burdens you and weighs you down. <laughs> uh, he wants you to be honest and pour out your heart to him and lay it at the foot of the cross and lay down all those worries and anxiety is in hard week and fears and he just he wants to give you rest Jesus says come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, King David, you know, we know him as a man after God, God's own heart. And he, he must have been just so intimate with him. And he knew just the riches of God's goodness and his faithfulness and his grace and his mercy. He knew his good father in heaven is with him at all times. You know, just imagine how King David must have felt his, his own son that he, you know, he probably raised with love and just put in so much to him, is coming after him to kill him. And he's writing this psalm about finding rest in God no matter how terrible the circumstances, no matter how chaotic things were. David, he still found rest. And he's testifying in this verse, people, put your trust in God. He is your refuge and he is your strength. Find your rest in him. And 
brothers and sisters, once you find that sweet, sweet rest in God, that sweet rest for your souls, do what David did. You know, testify, proclaim, and just share with the people around you about this rest that will just fill your soul and keep you at peace, even though all things around you are hectic and chaotic. You know, this world is full of so many people who are just hungry and hungry for a rest and a peace that only Jesus can bring. And so people, they fill up their uh, their desires with all these wrong things. And when you see this, remember the rest that God gives you and testify and proclaim to them, O oh, people, find your rest in him. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we just love you so much, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that God, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of busyness, Lord, that God, that you never leave us, Father, for Lord, you are Emmanuel, God with us. So, Lord, I just pray, Father, for Lord, every person here that may be feeling weary or burdened, God, that Lord, that you will just show yourself to them and give them a rest that will just give them a peace that fills